Hello, 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 namaste. Welcome to the semi-sesquicentennial episode or the Diamond Jubilee episode. That is episode number 75 of the SAP Integration and Extension Talk podcast. This is your host, Manjunath, coming to you from Bangalore, India. A big thanks to all of you, our listeners, who have been with us all through this journey from the SAP HANA Cloud Platform podcast to the SAP Cloud Platform podcast to the all-new SAP Integration and Extension Talk podcast. I hope you have enjoyed the journey and will continue to support us as we tread towards new milestones. We start today's episode by looking at what's new on the SAP Integration and Extension Suite products since our last podcast episode. Then we have two interesting episode highlights for you today. The first one will tell you about delivering changes in SAP business technology platform, cloud and hybrid environments, which as all of you know, is an important topic for all BTP developers. The second one will tell you about an offering which helps you to explore, try, experiment with new services on BTP before actually getting them to use in your use case or productive development. Sounds very interesting, doesn't it? Lots to get to. So let's jump right into it. Let's go. Let's check out some important highlights on what's new in the SAP integration and extension suite since our last podcast. Have you heard about the SAP Universal ID? It is a single unified account across SAP sites and can link all of your existing SAP company associations like the S user, the P user IDs. And it can also be used for browser single sign-on. SAP BTP recently released support for the SAP Universal ID. Please check out the release notes page for information on how to create and use SAP Universal ID. There are some exciting updates from the SAP Cloud Portal and Launchpad Services area. The SAP Cloud Portal and Launchpad Service now provides a feature for administrators to transport the content between landscapes or even between data centers using the SAP CTMS or Cloud Transport Management Service. Both the Cloud Portal Service and Launchpad Service now offer an API for handling export of business content. This API will now enable the export of business content either as a zip file or directly into the SAP Cloud Transport Management Service. The SAP Launchpad Service also released what's called the SAP Mobile Start native application, which has been made available on MS Azure and AWS regions for the SAP Launchpad Service users. This mobile app will now allow users to access native or web responsive, that is SAP UI 5-like business applications, data, and information from the SAP Launchpad Service. Another important announcement was that the SAP Cloud Portal Service and the Launchpad Service now support the concept of what are called as AZs or Availability Zones on AWS data centers or regions. This Availability Zone High Availability Setup provided by these services will offer better fault tolerance, resilience, and scalability for the service. A step in the right direction to help our customers achieve business continuity. Talking about business continuity, the SAP CTMS or the SAP Cloud Transport Management Service 
has now been onboarded to CAC, the Cloud Availability Center, and you can use cloud system notification subscriptions on the CAC to receive availability information about the service like communication about maintenance activities by subscribing to these notifications. There are literally so many more features, fixes released on the platform every month. I would need a standalone episode to cover all of them in detail. I can't do that, so I urge you to check out the What's New on BTP release notes page in our help pages, which is also linked from the SAP community. Now to the episode highlights. For the first highlight, we will have our very dear friend Abhishek Nath, who returns to us with the topic of delivering changes and transport management on the SAP business technology platform. He will be interviewing a SAP veteran and fellow product manager, Mr. Harald Stevens, on the topic. This promises to be a good one. So, hello everyone. Welcome back to our podcast series. I'm your BTP DevOps podcast series host, Abhishek Nath. And as some of you might already know, I'm a product manager in the area of cloud and lifecycle management looking after the overall SAP business technology platform DevOps portfolio for APJ and MENA regions. As promised in our last conversation, I'm back with the fourth episode of our DevOps podcast series. Today, we are going to talk about delivery and change management in the BTP cloud environment, and of course, also for hybrid environments, as is the case for many of our customers. And to do that, we have with us today my very special friend and colleague, Harold Stevens. Harold is a product manager in my broader area. And until recently, I did not know that he has been with SAP for more than 27 years now. Whoa, Harold, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Would you yeah, like to give our customers yeah. um, a brief intro about yourself and the topic before we begin? Right. Yeah, um, it's so great to be here. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, my name is Harald Stevens or Harold Stevens. Uh, as Abi said, I'm uh, a colleague of him in the same area, same team, and I'm responsible specifically for the say delivery transport solutions uh, in the cloud and also on-premise uh, to some part. And um, I'm based out of uh, the SAP headquarters uh, in Waldorf in Germany. And um, as Abi said, I have a, uh, have, uh, have a long history with SAP. So I started in 1994. And um, actually, I applied to be a developer, but uh, I was then engaged as a consultant, and I liked that job so much that I worked uh, in that area for 21 years. Um, so uh, starting as a technology consultant and later on uh, became a project manager. And uh, so uh, I was doing lots and lots of things in the SAP basis area. And uh, then in 2015, I uh, switched jobs inside SAP, so I went from the German consultancy organization uh, to the uh, central development organization, but they are in the same uh, area, same city in Germany. And so, yeah, and then since 2015, I'm a product manager uh, in the cloud and lifecycle management area. Yeah, so much about me, and I think we can dive into the topic now. Great, Harold. Thanks for the quick intro. I, I, I really admire your your long and rich journey with SAP and, and thanks for being with us today. Um, Harold is here to discuss the options 
that we have to deliver changes in the SAP BTP environment um, and their details. So let's get started with that. Uh, so Harold, let's start with a very basic one for our audience. Uh, what are the options to deliver changes uh, in the SAP business technology platform and hybrid landscapes? Yeah, let's start maybe with the very basic information that, of course, we also recommend in the cloud in PTP to have more than one environment when you are doing development or changes. Yeah? It's like on-premise, we recommend that you separate your development, your testing from your production. And therefore, and, then, and of course, that's much easier to, ha to have that in business technology platform uh, as it would be on-premise because you just create a new sub-account or a new space and you have a new environment. And then, of course, the question comes to the picture, how do you move your changes, your development, uh, your configuration settings from one of these environments to the next one? And um, when you're starting in your, say, web development uh, um, journey, you would normally uh, start with some uh, type of continuous integration, continuous delivery pipeline. Um, which means that um, you have your development teams, they're working against some uh, um, source code repository, say Git or GitHub or whatever, and then they commit their changes towards this central source code repository, and that starts a pipeline, a pipeline server, say Jenkins or uh, Azure DevOps or whatever, and uh, this pipeline then builds the, the application, the artifacts, and uh, performs maybe some automatic testing and then does a deployment into some environment. And of course, it would be possible to have that <coughs> pipeline extended uh, that it uh, also pushes your um, uh, application into your QA, into your pre-production, into your production environment. Yeah? And uh, of course that can be done and uh, has the advantage of being fully automated in, <coughs> in the ideal case. But on the other side, of course, you are um, <clears throat> have to think about uh, your audit requirements, your um, security requirements, and therefore many customers, especially when they come from um, from the on-premise world, uh, are looking for some uh, standardized enterprise-ready change management processes, and uh, that is why we offering uh, at SAP two ways to do that. So on the one side, we have the Enhanced Change and Transport System, CTS Plus, which has been there for a long time. Uh, it has been primarily developed for handling non-ABAP content on-premise, uh, on which means it was possible to model your non-ABAP systems, but still belonging to your our SAP uh, landscape, to model them as virtual non-ABAP systems in your ABAP-based transport environment, and then handle the transports, say, for example, of a portal uh, on-site or of, of your Java application server by, uh, say, performing the import steps or the transport steps inside your ABAP-based transport environment. So that is CTS Plus. And that CTS Plus has been extended uh, towards uh, SAP BTP. So it is possible to model your uh, BTP sub-accounts as um, yeah, virtual non-ABAP systems inside CTS Plus, and then uh, perform transports between BTP sub-accounts with CTS Plus. However, there are is a limitation to that. So um, the content we are transporting in uh, CTS Plus 
has to be packaged as a so-called multi-target application or MTA. And of course, that is covering more or less all uh, development artifacts and some um, uh, configuration artifacts as well, but not all cloud content. Yeah? And only if the corresponding cloud service or cloud application chooses to package their content as MTA, then it would be possible to transport that with CTS Plus. Um, CTS Plus covers Neo and Cloud Foundry, but we are not planning to extend it to other uh, environments. And therefore, uh, CTS Plus is a nice solution uh, if the, the scope of your changes is covered by it. But if you want to go farther, then we have the uh, SAP Cloud Transport Management Service. It's a cloud solution, a cloud-based solution. It's running in Cloud Foundry. Um, <clears throat> it can handle, of course, also the, the MTAs, that's for sure. But we also have um, uh, APIs, open APIs to cover all kinds of um, application content. And that's the way how new or other uh, services, other um, applications inside uh, the, the cloud uh, can connect to cloud transport management and then hand over their content for transport to us. And so therefore, this is the solution which will cover more and more um, yeah, environments, more and more uh, services inside the cloud. Great. Um, and I think that's sort of the direction that we are taking in the future for SaaS applications as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And this is uh, something where we hope to, to, to see something towards the end of the year or beginning of next year that we will have the first SaaS solutions, SAP SaaS solutions using uh, CTMS as well. And I think there will be a push uh, for that because um, uh, the cloud application lifecycle management, which is the, say, uh, yeah, future solution for managing your cloud uh, uh, landscape, uh, your SAP cloud landscape, uh, that this Calm has chosen CTMS as the technical layer to perform transports, and therefore there will be a push uh, for the SaaS solutions and for other services to connect to uh, cloud transport management in the future. Oh, great. I think that sounds like we have a good strategy uh, in place and quite a few options as well. Absolutely. Um, great. Uh, so let's talk about the options and, and their recommendations. So what, what are the recommendations about when to use which option? Mm -hmm. How do we go about doing that? Right. So Let's assume you are starting from uh, an on-premise footprint uh, with SAP. And then, of course, the first question is, uh, uh, what about my on-premise transports? And there, the answer is easy, no change. Yeah? So um, if you are uh, in your uh, on-premise ABAP world, you could will continue to use uh, the change in transport system you have been using in the last years. And the same is true for your on-premise non-ABAP systems, which you can cover with CTS Plus. There's one new option you might look into, but that is something optional, and that is the Git-enabled CTS. I think, uh, Abi, you had already uh, a talk with my colleague Karin, uh, who covers that topic, but just yes. to give you the full picture, um, this GCTS, Git-enabled CTS, is a way to handle um, <clears throat> ABAP content uh, in a CI-CD way or in a DevOps way. So because you are storing uh, your ABAP 
sources, your ABAP um, artifacts inside a Git repository and then have some options or uh, have an increasing number of options to work in a DevOps or CI way with ABAP content as well. And that is, that is something um, which is now being introduced step by step. It has started with uh, S4HANA 1909 uh, and uh, 2020, and it, it gains more and more uh, traction inside the ABAP uh, stack. But as I said, this is something uh, which is an optional new feature you can try, and you can try it even in a very limited uh, way by just saying, hey, I have one uh, package uh, ABAP package which should be handled by GCTS and the rest can still be handled by the classical CTS. So that is a very nice way to, to enter that world if you're interested in that. Right. Uh, so then the next step from there would be um, you are now starting your cloud journey and you are starting with some uh, cloud accounts. And here uh, the, the, the very first step would be to um, yeah, uh, use CTS plus if you uh, start with say, the classical way of extending your on-premise uh, transactions by some um, uh, uh, cloud uh, front-end, for example, HTML5 front-end for your, for your back-end. And this, of course, would be covered by the multi-target application, by the MTA concept, and therefore uh, uh, extending your CTS Plus into the cloud would be a logical step to do. And so... Um, that is would be a especially if you are reused CTS plus this would be an easy start because it uh, the configuration is not very complicated and you can start with that quite good. And then if you find out okay there are now um, um, services or environments or applications which are not covered by MTA and <clears throat> you would like to uh, still use a uh, say more strongly governed transport way, then um, you could go for the cloud, and tra cloud transport management service. And this can exist easily in parallel to the uh, um, CTS, CTS Plus uh, world. Um, so you have then two, uh, say, means of transport for the on-premise world using CTS, CTS Plus, and for the cloud world using cloud transport management. And if you then, uh, would like to go for a say uh, more uh, agile way of uh, developing, then you can connect your CI CD uh, development environment to cloud transport management and to CTS plus for the matter as well. But you can connect the, those so that you have your agile CI CD pipeline, which allows you to, to do a fast turning uh, development cycle. And then if you reach some kind of um, release candidate in your development, then you start another pipeline which hands over uh, this artifact or these artifacts to cloud transport management and then start some more strongly governed uh, deployment process to your pre-production and production environment, which should be strongly uh, protected. And so this is a, a possibility to, you have um, to connect your CI-CD world to uh, cloud transport management. This would be the next step. And then finally, um, if you want to uh, go into integration um, of your cloud transport management into your existing 
um, change management processes you have maybe already uh, in on in your on-premise world uh, in the form of the solution manager functionality, uh, change request management or quality gate management, CHARM or QGM for short. Um, these can be also connected to cloud transport management. And this would allow you then to uh, combine on-premise transports with CTS or CTS Plus and your uh, cloud transports in one change document and handle these uh, transports synchronously. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow, that sounds sounds like solid advice to me, but also I think that was, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of different topics for me, but let's for a moment focus on, on the delivery front first. Um, you already know, yeah, DevOps is a is a buzzword these days, and and because of that, CI/CD has also become an important paradigm mm -hmm. um, in delivery and change management. Um, so let's talk about that part first. How can right. uh, cloud transport management be integrated into uh, the CI/CD processes um, uh, that we have uh, at SAP or uh, within the cloud environment, um, uh, and how can we take advantage of that? Let's let's talk about that. Right. Maybe there are more or less three levels you can go there. So the first level would be a very easy and simple way to start would be the CI/CD service we are offering inside Cloud Foundry. So uh, <clears throat> this is kind of a pre-configured um, uh, pipeline service you can uh, subscribe to inside uh, Cloud Foundry. And uh, this uh, pipeline uh, Currently, I think it's, it's covering mainly uh, Fiori applications, but um, basically uh, the idea is that you have some kind of pipeline, uh, um, yeah, pre-configured pipeline you can then uh, use and then um, select which steps uh, you would like to, to, to run inside this pipeline. So you, of course you have to always have to run the build step and then you can use some uh, test uh, step, you have, can use some uh, malware scan. You can then use a deployment step, which deploys it to some, say for example, your development uh, environment. And then optionally, you have the option to um, hand over the, the artifact to transport management. So it's included into the CI-CD service as, a, as an optional step. And it's more or less just um, uh, providing some uh, credentials and uh, the name of the transport node you would like to target uh, with your uh, with your handover. Um, and so that's uh, that's a very easy way to um, uh, use the combination of CI/CD pipeline and uh, cloud transport management. Of course, as said, it's a pre-configured pipeline. You have you don't have many <laughs> options to to uh, to to change it. Uh, more or less, just switching on and off steps. If you want right. to go one step further, um, then we have our project Piper. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, a set of um, um, yeah pipeline templates and then say open source uh, project. Um, Originally, we started with uh, um, delivering or, or providing these templates in a, in a uh, Jenkins format, but now recently we have uh, um, changed it to Golang as well, so that we are covering more uh, CI/CD environments uh, with this with these with these templates. And inside these templates, again, um, we have some scenarios which also uh, use uh, Cloud Transport Management or uh, CTS Plus as well as 
targets for handing over uh, the content. And um, so this would be using these scenarios, and then you would have also have some some yeah, pre-configured uh, um, pipelines. But of course, you would have more influence in on how you really use these uh, scenarios. And if you want to be really independent, then you can also use the step library where we have just single steps inside the uh, project Piper, where you just pick and choose the ones you would like to build into your own uh, um, uh, pipeline. And then the highest level, <laughs> on the highest level of flexibility, of course, would then be to use the APIs that Cloud Transport Management offers, public APIs, so that you right. can more or less connect uh, your uh, your own whatever uh, CI, CD environment you're using by just calling the APIs and creating transport requests, handing over the content, and maybe even trigger the imports from uh, your pipeline. So that is also then the highest level of freedom, but of course the lowest level of uh, support we are giving to you. Right, besides right. the and, documentation and that's of the really IDI. interesting yeah yeah um, it seems that we we already have a lot of options to integrate uh, in the overall devops tool chain and of course we have these options for different levels of expertise as well right exactly uh, or 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 you know just uh, maybe they have one of some of them have a bit of a learning curve but some of them are really easy so we have something for everyone Exactly. Um, really interesting. I, I think that's 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 something that that would be really beneficial for for all SAP uh, you know customers. Great. Now let's talk a little bit about hybrid landscapes, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you touched uh, briefly upon that earlier, uh, but let's let's talk a little bit more detail about it. Um, so can you tell me how uh, SAP Cloud Transport Management uh, how can it be integrated into the change management system, for example, based on a solution manager system? Right. So. Um, as said, we have in Solution Manager, we have uh, for quite a long time already some, some well-established change management process uh, or tools. One is the change request management and the other one is the quality gate management. Um, and so these, these uh, tools uh, are uh, offering a, a, a strongly governed uh, process where you start with some <coughs> request for change uh, and then uh, assign uh, transport requests to this to this change or or create even uh, transport requests based on that change request and then uh, uh, put in the objects into these change requests and into these uh, uh, transport requests and then when moving along this change process for example you switch from the status in development to in the, into the status to be tested and then the corresponding transports happen automatically um, just by changing the status of this uh, change document. And in this, into this process, we have integrated uh, um, the Cloud um, uh, Transport Management Service by uh, the option now to make the uh, Cloud Transport Management um, transport nodes parts of the overall landscape managed by uh, Charm or QGM. Uh, in the sense that um, you more or less model these um, um, uh, transport nodes as virtual systems inside the solution manager landscape. And at the same time, you mark them uh, inside Cloud Transport Management as controlled by solution manager, which means you're not able then anymore to do manual imports 
in cloud transfer management only managed via solution manager. So that's it's a level of security where you say, okay, right. these nodes should not be used for manual imports, only for imports triggered by solution manager. So that is a flag we can set uh, uh, when creating or when uh, uh, setting up the nodes, the transport nodes inside cloud transfer management. So from that point of view, we're handing over the control to uh, SAP Solution Manager. And right. then the, the, the process is like th that you, inside your change document, you can then select transport requests from the Cloud Transfer Management, which belong to this change. Yeah, So you might have several projects going on in the cloud, but you would like to say, these are the transports which belong to this project or this change, and these are the uh, transports which belong to this change. So that is possible from inside uh, solution manager, and then these transport requests are more or less connected to the change document, and they are handled together with the on-premise ABAP transports and the on-premise non-ABAP transports in GCTS, uh, sorry, in CTS Plus. And so this means that um, uh, if you then do a, 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 a status change inside solution manager, your change document moves from in development to, to be tested, then we're not triggering only the transports inside um, uh, uh, the ABAP world, but also in the cloud. And so this happens then synchronously. And of course, that might be important as well for say, your, your, your test environment so that your test environment in the cloud and on-premise gets provided with the corresponding transports at the same time. Right, right. That's important. I think the synchronization between uh, on-prem and cloud, uh, especially in, in hybrid projects, I think that's important and mm -hmm. that's something that we cover really well, right? Maybe one word about the, say, prerequisites we are having here. So mm -hmm. um, um, the uh, integration of uh, CTMS into Solution Manager Charm and QGM is available from uh, SPS 10 for Solution Manager, which has been released in December 2019. So I know that that uh, Solution Manager upgrade right. projects uh, are complicated and take a long time, but <laughs> I think the hope is there that many customers already have the SPS right. 10 available in their systems. Right, and SPS 10 for 7.2, right? So exactly. Some exactly. of our customers could still be on on uh, the Se releases. Well, that came they before, should so. not be on seven point one, but of course they are quite a few still. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah Just exactly. to clarify that. Mm -hmm. Great. Sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, I think we managed to cover most of the bases. Uh, do you have any other message or advice in general for our customers or listeners? Yeah, maybe maybe one addition to that. So we um, I already mentioned in the beginning that the cloud application lifecycle management uh, um, is the say uh, well will cover some of the solution manager functionality in the future for uh, um, cloud centric uh, uh, SAP landscapes. And just recently, uh, we have um, created a, a product standard at SAP which asks. Uh, all cloud solutions for integrate for integration with uh, with this cloud application lifecycle management with Calm to handle their changes, uh, and the technical layer to to do that is uh, the cloud transfer management service, which means that if you now already start with using cloud transfer management, you are on the safe side when then. Uh, Calm comes along and says, yeah, and you, you could say, I'm already there. I have my uh, cloud chains already covered with cloud management. So it's a, say, 
solution which points into the future. Right. I think that's important to be future ready and uh, it's good that we have that in place already. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're close to our time as well. So thank you so much, Harold, for your insightful answers. Absolutely. I'm sure they it's bring a lot of clarity yeah. to our listeners. Yes, thanks again. Um, and I would also like to point out to our listeners that we also have an active DevOps community um, on the SAP community portal uh, where you can visit us at community.sap.com slash topics slash DevOps. Of course, the links will be in the description. Um, also, we have recently concluded an open SAP course around DevOps. Uh, aptly Very titled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Efficient DevOps with SAP. The, that's the title of the course. Uh, I think it's a, it's a very good starting point for anyone interested in SAP DevOps. Um, although you may not get a certificate right now because the course is closed, uh, it is still very, very good value in terms of learning about SAP DevOps. Uh, and of course, um, uh, after the cl closure of the courses, these courses uh, usually become uh, learn at your own pace, quote unquote. Um, so you can go through it at your own pace. Uh, and of course, like all those open SAP courses, the courses uh, being provided free of charge. So, um, so I think it's a good learning opportunity uh, for all of our listeners out there. Uh, right then, uh, you maybe, can always reach one, out to. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. One, one more hint. One more hint. Uh, um, Abby and I also created uh, some missions uh, inside the Discovery Center. So when Absolutely. when you're interested in looking into transport management, uh, uh, say hands-on, uh, you can just uh, go to the Discovery Center and uh, look for the for the missions for the cloud transport management service. So that is also a nice way to start uh, with some very easy examples. Absolutely, and I will make sure that the, the links to the Discovery Center missions are also a part of the description of this episode. Uh, and thanks, Harold, uh, for pointing that out. I might have missed that out, um, so, so thanks again. Um, just trust my yeah. mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Uh, I just wanted to mention that you can always reach out to me or Harold over the DevOps community that I mentioned earlier, or of course over LinkedIn as well. Uh, and we will put the links to our profiles there as well. And uh, of course, please do tune in next time as well for more in-depth talks about DevOps on the SAP Business Technology Platform. Next time we will talk in detail uh, about operations automation uh, in the SAP BTP world with my fellow friend and colleague uh, uh, who's a product manager in my organization, uh, Kirill Gavrilov. Uh, very interesting topic indeed, so please do tune in. Um, Till then, uh, I hope you all stay safe and thanks a lot, Harold, for coming uh, to, to host this episode with us uh, for, for your insights. And thanks a lot to all of you for listening. Uh, see you next time and goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks a lot for having me. Bye. Thanks, Abhishek and Harald, for this comprehensive and insightful discussion. Next, I will be talking to my colleague, Max Kilatsky on the topic of the SAP Business Technology Platform free tier. Listen on. Hey, hello there. Welcome to this second podcast highlight of this month's podcast. And uh, we have uh, my colleague Max Kalatsky with me, who is a product manager responsible for the BTP free tier topic, which we want to highlight as a part of this month's SAP Integration and Extension Suite podcast highlight. 
First of all, Max, a very warm welcome to the podcast and happy to have you with us. Same here. I'm really happy to be here. So, Max, uh, can you briefly outline for our listeners what exactly is the B2B free tier? Sure, absolutely. So, free tier is a fairly new offering. We went live with our first um, suite of services on July 1 of this year. And the intention of free tier is to provide our current customers and future customers a new way to try out and to experiment with all the services that are currently available and will be available in the future. Uh, So does that mean it is available for everybody as a part of the free tier? That's a great question. So currently, the the offering is available to anyone who has a CPA or a pay-as-you-go contract with SAP or anyone that that will sign up for that. In addition, our partners were granted access last month. Now, coming into TechEd in mid-November, we will open up the same offering to our individual users. So come November, we will have anyone who can sign up, will have the ability to um, work with our free tier services that are available. Uh, That's great, Max. So uh, what does it mean for uh, somebody who has a CPEA contract? So if they see that uh, there is a free tier, how can they really identify that this is free tier and how can they possibly use it? Sure. So anyone, again, who has the the relationship through a CPA or pay-as-you-go contract with SAP, will have free tier services available. Um, a distinction, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later, the differences between our free trial and free tier. One of them is this is not a separate account. This is part of the, the pay-as-you-go or CPA contract, which means that once you have that signed up, all the services that are free will be labeled as such once the user logs into his or her cockpit which means when they look through and look at the enablement feature, any plan that has free next to it is available for use and the services will be there for the duration of the contract with SAP. So there's no time um, delineation to stopping. There's not a month or a year. The services are available for as long as the contract is in good standing with SAP. But uh, when you say free tier, does it mean that uh, it actually does not get charged in terms of CPA cloud credits or in pays you go accounts, it does not end up in the bills? Is this understand right? That's right, that's right. So all the plans that are free um, have, um, they, they they are different than our pay plans. And the way that they're different is each plan has a unique threshold, technical threshold on what is the amount of usage that that plan will allow. So for example, some plans are restricted to the amount of users that will go onto the plan on the free plan. Some plans are restricted by bandwidth usage, such as gigabytes. Some plans are restricted by the amount of calls, for example, or the amount of items that they can be um, utilized such as document extraction has certain amount of you know items you can do before a threshold is hit once that threshold is hit each plan 
will prompt the user with a friendly notification that the options are to upgrade to a paid plan. And then, um, then the plan will continue to work as before. It just now will start generating billing per the pricing of the, of the contract. Oh, that's great. So it not only provides you uh, a means to kind of use it up, use a playground for a service within your existing account of CPA, but it also seems like there is a path forward on how you can take that towards uh, that playground towards kind of building something really that can be used for your productive purposes. That's that's great. Uh, I think you uh, also touched upon it um, uh, some time ago. Um, uh, one very good question that always comes up when uh, free tier is spoken about is how is it different from the trial? So any words on what the customers can expect in terms of B2B free tier versus the B2B trial, which has been there since the inception? Yeah, so there's really three distinct um, features that separate um, our trial offering from our free tier offering that make it um, much more advantageous for the user to jump in and start using our free tier. The first one, as I mentioned earlier, is not time restricted, whereas our trial started on a month only uh, parameter and then extended through the through, for a year, the free tier services will be available for as long as the contract is in good is in good standing. So that's one. The second one is unlike our trial offering, which sits in a test landscape or a test environment the free tier is on a productive environment so it's a much better more like production experience for anyone looking to use and experiment with the service the third and we feel like that's the the, the biggest uh, feature for free tier is once you start a project or an experiment or a new app and are ready to upgrade, that upgrade happens within the same account, which means that unlike our free trial where you would have to stop, go back, sign a new contract with SAP and start the project over, in our in the free tier instance, it's a seamless path to upgrade the service or the services that you were experimenting with. And the data and all the structure of that project remains it's just a back office update, which means that the the services will go from a zero bill metering to whatever pricing is part of the contract with SAP. So those three areas are the, the three main ways that the free tier is different from our trial. Oh, that's very clear, Max. Thanks for that. So I think this also means that we kind of are taking our customers through the complete journey of trying, exploring, and then also actually utilizing or consuming and adopting these services for their development and productive use cases. That's great. But what does this mean for the free trial? Will they both coexist? going forward or is this going to be a replacement and trial is something that uh, is kind of um, in the last leg of its journey? That's right. So the trial um, will eventually um, be sunset. And the reason for that is it, the, the, the idea of the trial um, was good when it started, but we saw that there was an opportunity to make free tier a much better experience. And there's really not that specific use case for having both available. Now, when the trial will go away is still 
um, is still yet to be determined. And the reasons for that are the following. We still have some authentication gaps that we need to close with the free tier, meaning that populations that are um, strategic to SAP, such as students and others who are not, do not wish to provide credit card authentication, we need to solve for that um, within our free tier um, sign up. So that's one. And the other is once we get the right amount of services on our free tier, that's when we'll start to talk about when the trial will be sunset. But the end result is we do not want our um, development teams and service owners to maintain multiple similar plans on different environments when the idea behind them is very similar. And we believe the free tier is a much better offering and will have the strategic investment next year. Thanks, Max. That's great. But um... Now that we know, understand what is a free tier, what is currently the scope, I know that you told us that it is kind of incremental, more and more services are getting added to it. We also spoke about how it is different from uh, the free tier, free trial and what are the advantages of free tier. So what's next for the free tier? How are we kind of going to take it to the next level? Yeah, so the now, once we've launched the free tier, we knew that there was definitely um, ways that we could make the experience better. And our core team is actively working on what those um, what those new features will be. Um, I mentioned a little bit with, um, around authentication. We plan to expand ways to authenticate. That's not specific to free tier. That'll be something that we should be able to do across our signups through our store teams. We also plan to um, provide better UI tools within our um, cockpit and the next uh, gen of the cockpit to make things more easier to the end user to understand usage data, to understand cost um, parameters and such. And there will be other um, areas for us to improve as well, meaning that we, we're also looking at what's the what's the right way to upgrade. I mentioned the current way, which is you hit a threshold and then you have to actively move the plan from free to paid. There are other methods that we're in discussion, meaning that we, there could be ways to automatically move. There could be ways to provide credits to certain plans that are free and then once those are move through, then they go into the paid versions of the plan. So there's a lot of different things that we're looking at. And we're, you know, we have an active project called Free Tier 2.0 that will make um, realization on those free, on those features uh, next year. Oh, that's amazing. So it looks like uh, we are kind of going on par with a lot of the industry standards that are out there on how we kind of provide uh, consumers an experience of utilizing services on the platform. And I would assume that um, with the free tier as the concept itself uh, going forward, uh, it would be a given that any new service that is kind of available in the uh, umbrella of the CPA or pay-as-you-go would anyway come into the free tier. Is this a fair understanding? That's exactly right. So the the way that we are currently developing um, any net new service that comes online and would like to be part of the CPA or as a pay-as-you-go commercialization model, which is most, will need to also have a free tier plan 
um, with the right components come on. So we will have, we will just continue to add services. We have 22 out right now. We plan to add five to seven before TechEd. And we also already have um, quite a bit on the roadmap for Q1, and we'll continue to add them on Q2 of next year to expand and provide the breadth and depth of the BTP services for the users to continue to experiment. Thanks a lot, Max. I think um, um, all of our listeners now have a fair understanding of what to expect with the BTP free tier. And uh, if there are significant improvements, like how you spoke about the free tier 2.0 project, I would definitely kind of uh, invite you to come back to us and uh, share more information around what's new and what's what's the happening things about uh, the BTP free tier uh, to our listeners as well, so that the podcast listeners can benefit from all of this. But thanks a lot for taking time out and outlining what BTP free tier is and how it can benefit the consumers of the SAP Business Technology Platform and, of course, the SAP Integration and Extension Suite. Thank you so much for having me, and I'd be happy to come back uh, anytime to provide any additional um, information on this exciting offering. With that, back to the podcast. Thanks again, Max, for the overview on the BTP free tier. That completes the episode highlights planned for this month's podcast. But before we end, just wanted to talk to you about TechEd 2021. Right, it's that time of the year already. Our premier global technology event is back. The event again this year will be virtual and is scheduled for November 16th to the 18th, 2021. So you will enjoy 48 hours of live content with eight different tracks, 24 plus hours of workshops, 100 plus hours of skill building sessions, there's a lot to look forward to. Registrations for TechEd will open in October, so keep your eyes peeled and get registered as soon as possible. That's it for today. Don't forget to share your thoughts, feedbacks, experiences with us over the various social channels. Follow at the rate SAPCP on Twitter. Follow the SAP Business Technology Platform tag on the SAP community. And last, But not the least, subscribe and keep listening to their rocking episodes of the SAP Integration and Extension Talk podcast powered by OpenSAP. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, this has been Manjunath. Keep calm and move to SAP BTP. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the SAP Integration and Extension Talk. If you are interested to learn more about the SAP Integration Suite and SAP Extension Suite, visit our homepage at sap.com slash integration suite or sap.com slash extension suite. The SAP Integration and Extension Talk is powered by OpenSAP, SAP's free learning platform. Check out our massive open online courses, microlearning and podcasts on open.sap.com. Thanks a lot and see you.